those people that you see in the dojo every time you go there and you, you know they're going to be there you know what they're going to be doing you know they're going to have a smile on the face or you know it's maybe it's somebody that's always grouchy that's probably what they think about me pillars in the dojo what are they we all have those pillars in the dojo the the people that I mean, we have the, the foundational members, right? And then we have the, the, the pillars that hold everything else up after the, after the beginning, I guess, after the, the dojo has been created or after the style has been created. Um, we recently lost a pillar in our dojo. Um, a person that was always there, a person that was always smiling, <laughs> A person that uh, was just elated to see everybody walk through the door. Um, a person that you, you you just knew you were always going to see when you went when you went to the dojo. Um, and now that person is is not going to be there anymore. I'm actually driving back from the funeral right now, uh, a little bit still in shock, but. One week ago, my sensei's wife passed away unexpectedly, and we just had her funeral, um, which was, <clears throat> it was nice, is, is what I can say. I mean, of course, it's very sad, right? But it was nice to see uh, people from the dojo that I have not seen in a while. You know, everybody's just trying to celebrate the life and, and think about the good times, and of course, it was emotional. I think the hardest part now going forward is is going to be going back to the dojo. So here in Japan, uh, there's going to be 49 days of mourning. So my sensei is not going to open up the dojo now until uh, sometime probably in April, actually. It just made me think a lot about those people that you see in the dojo every time you go there. And you, you know they're going to be there. You know what they're going to be doing. You know they're going to have a smile on the face. Or you know it's maybe it's somebody that's always grouchy. That's probably what they think about me. Maybe it's somebody that is is always going to be there giving 100%. Maybe it's somebody that's going to be there uh, being lazy and you, you want to rip their head off. Um, but they're pillars in the dojo, aren't they? They're the people that you you see every time. It's, it's, it's like going home. You know what to expect. And now, now we lost that. We lost that one person. And quite honestly, we're not really sure what Sensei is going to do. Um, we're all there to support him. And we are all hoping that, that he's right back there uh, to open the dojo. We think he will. Um, it'll be the best thing for him. But we just don't know yet. I don't know that reality has sunk in. I don't know that it's hit him yet. Um, he seemed fine today, but everybody was around him. The family was there. The friends were there. The dojo family, everyone. Um, and it was, I got to tell you, the two, like, it was really nice to see the different senseis from the Renmei come out, uh, people from the Kaikon come out, um, people that actually left the organization or were in, you know, and honestly were kicked out of the organization years ago for, for different matters. That They came out to pay their respects. Um, she, she was just a great, great woman. Everybody, everybody loved her. Everybody was so happy to always see her. And... You know, they had the, the, this, this great picture of her at the, at the ceremony with this just wonderful smile. 
and it's how it's how we're going to remember her it's how we want to remember her and it's how we should you know um but I think it's going to be hard the first couple times we get back there in the dojo and not see her smiling face. She would always have a bag of, of goodies for every student, every child and every adult, every adult. We'd get this little snack bag at the end of class, and she would divvy out. Sometimes she'd take a, a container of, like, Pringles potato chips and put these in a little baggie. Um, sometimes there'd be these little uh, individually wrapped uh, crackers you know, rice crackers with seaweed wrapped around them here in, in Okinawa. Uh, I would typically take like a small bag of Snickers or something because I knew it was coming back to me. I'm like, well, I like these. That'll be, that'll be tasty. Other people would bring different snacks. Every, sometimes you'd find like a couple almonds <laughs> in there, but every student had to get their little snack bag before they left the dojo. And that that was her thing, you know? She was just awesome. And I remember when we got the teenagers um, doing kumite, she loved it. She would come out and sit right next to Sensei and, and watch watch the kids go at it. And I think it reminded her of her own sons, you know, um, when they were younger. And then, of course, her, her son would be there uh, teaching class as well. And then he'd put gear on and just completely destroy the, the teenagers that thought they were thought they were something, you know, getting a little too big for their britches or getting a little too big for their obi. Um, and it was just this great time. I mean, I would, I would watch her as much as I would watch the kumite because it was just so great seeing this, this huge smile on her face and she just loved it. The funniest part though, was when we would have promotions and now she was a godon. And yeah, I'm purposely not mentioning names, just I guess out of respect. Um, if you know who I trained with or whatever, you'll know who it is. Uh, if you're that concerned, you can text me. But um, when we would have promotions, she'd be sitting right next to Sensei on the left-hand side, and the other senior uh, black belt would be on the right-hand side at the table. And when we were doing our kata one at a time, if you made a mistake, she was the first one to mention something or the first one to groan in disgust. And uh, Sensei would, uh, you know, really a lot of times not even say anything. If you made a, if you made a mistake, Sensei would tell you to start again. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's over there, you know, moaning and groaning like, you, you idiot, what did you just do? How could you destroy that kata? Um, but she's also the one that handed down her bow to my oldest daughter. And that's pretty awesome. And that bow is hanging in her bedroom right now. We're not even using it, and we won't use it. It's just something that we're going to hang on to. So, Anyway, I know you all have those pillars in the dojos. We, I have them, and it's important that we... I guess the point that I'm trying to make here in this, I don't know, I'm rambling on because I'm driving home from a funeral right now, but the point is respect those pillars in the dojo. Remember what you have, uh, and go out of your way to, to thank them, and make sure you, you go see them as often as you can. I, I missed out on the last several months here uh, I wasn't training because of my back and that was my excuse for not driving from my home down to Shirty. it's about a 30 minute drive and uh, that was a it was a piss poor excuse because I cannot get that time back the last time I drove down there uh, the dojo was closed for the state of emergency and that was in February it was earlier part of February and I cannot I can't I don't have that opportunity to see her again so Remember those people, 
in your life remember those people in in your dojo and and uh don't lose the opportunity that i did all right i'm rambling i'm gonna stop here but uh thank you guys for tuning in um wish this was a better happier podcast but hey we, we have those uh, those moments as well. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I am Josh Simmons, coming from the birthplace of Karate Okinawa, Japan. <laughs>